0: All right, we know you're going to drink tonight. New Year's Eve, December the 31st, 2022. We're your buddies here on Sports Frenzy 2.0. That's Dave. That's Kevin. We know. We get it. We understand. We live that life. We're a little bit older now, a little bit wiser. We stay in and get hammered. We don't go out on amateur night roads. But maybe last night on the 30th, you still went out. Had a few too many. Warm up. So we're here, as we always are, each and every Saturday morning, to get you through your fucking hangover. So you can go out and do it again tonight. Wake up and get ready to roll. Movies, music, TV and streaming, moments of silence, dumbasses. It is the weekend edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0. Now. As 2022 draws to a close, that means, just like everybody else out there... Happy New Year, and we got to top lists. Yep, so we're starting our best of 2022. And since we're not seeing any concerts this week, we figured the first thing we would start off with is our top five concerts of the year. Now, Dave and I go see a lot of concerts. Most of them together. Yep, some
1: separate here not and there. Many, not many, not many. I know I had uh, sixteen that I counted up because I hit one with the family that you did not
0: go to. Yes, that would be about what I would say too. Yeah, fifteen <laughs> for me, sixteen for you. I did have that one written down. Your goal, Ghost and Volby. Ghost Volby. Yep. So let's count it down dave as they like to do on new year's eve let's go from five to one there we go my fifth best concert now i i told dave i cheated i'm not taking the whole concert actually i i have to
1: recount because there went to two you did not go see garth brooks
0: no, I did not. I did not. So, yeah, you get another one on that. So. Yeah. And I don't think... Did I see one with Cass this year? I don't think I, I did. Think you might have. I don't think so. She wasn't here this year. So, I think you've got me by two. So, I cheated. I'm not counting the entire concert experience <laughs> unless I want to. Otherwise, I'm only counting the individual acts, whether it be the opening act or the headliner. I'm not going to penalize. We're going to go the... I'm not going to penalize the headliner for a bad opening act or vice versa. That's fine. I I agree with that because but I if have... it works, if it all works together, then that's good, too. There we go. So my fifth best concert of 2022... Judas Priest at Wings Event Center in Kalamazoo, Michigan. There you go. The priests do not disappoint. They do Even though it was the same encore as last year, the set list otherwise was almost entirely different from our 2021 venture up to Grand Rapids to see them. They were awesome as usual. Still bringing it. My fifth best concert. 2022 is Judas Priest. There you go.
1: My fifth best, I will say, would be Garth Brooks 2 at Notre Dame Stadium. This time, because it wasn't the going through, redoing songs, filming for the special. The weather was beautiful. We got a real concert, we got the stuff that we didn't get before. Garth's wife, Trish Yearwood, came out for a couple songs. He did some extra stuff. Thoroughly enjoyable. In the nicer
0: weather this time around. All right, my fourth best concert of 2022 is, again, not counting opening acts, one of my personal favorite bands, Glad I got to see him with you. Stone Temple Pilots. I thought they put on a fantastic show here locally at Four Winds Field in South Bend. Thoroughly enjoyed it. STP is my number four of the year. There you go. <sighs> You're hesitating. Billy Joel
1: just haven't seen them and I think it was because the ex the buildup the years waiting for it the COVID to come years. back <laughs> the COVID, the COVID years. years so there you go yeah,
0: and of course most of the shows that we saw like Dave said we're well over 12 13 shows that we saw most most of them are good Pod Jovi show so- oh, oh I've got my three worst. No, oh, you're gonna do worst. I've got my three
1: worst for you, kids.
0: Okay, I'm gonna let Dave do that here. When we're done, I I guarantee I know what number one worst is. <laughs> I guarantee. <laughs> but okay, so I've got Priest at five, STP at four. Third might be a curveball, a little bit of a curveball. Rival Suns. Rival Sons, not Greta Van Fleet. See, I was I'm separating Greta Van Fleet. There you go. I will give you that. Rival Sons, I thought, were, for what, 40-minute set? Phenomenal. Phenomenal. I have been listening to them the rest of the year, ever since we saw them. They are my new favorite band in terms of, you know, a, a new discovered band that I had not known before. And the funny thing is, I was looking through some of their older albums on Amazon and there was a review I am not joking a review that said if you think Greta Van Fleet is manufactured and stiff then Rival Sons is the answer Perfect. and it's like it's like we saw them together why would and anybody pair them together if they're actually the opposite wouldn't you normally try to pair bands together that are similar? You would think With normally. similar fan bases. But this guy summed it up in his review of their debut album and said, if you think Greta Van Fleet is a manufactured band, a stiff band, then you need to listen to Greta Van Fleet or a uh, Rival sons. sons.
1: See, I can see that Greta's first album when they first came out that we wanted to see them. Right, was beautiful. The second album over manufactured. The third one wasn't any better. And the third one was even worse. And we'll get to that when I get to my bottom.
0: Oh three. no! Okay, okay. So what's your number three best number three number best. three
1: best Mammoth WVH Dirty Honey together in the small venue.
0: Was a fun rocking show. Pierre's in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yep. So there we go. Well, that's funny, Dave, because my number two (laughs) show, my number two show of 2022 is Mammoth WVH and Dirty Honey at
2: Pierre's.
0: (laughs) There we go. Great, great combo. Great, great show. Uh, They were awesome together. They brought it. The energy was there. It was fantastic. I loved every second of it. Very, very good show. That's my number two of the year.
1: I had a difficult time going to one. I think what my two will wind up being your one. Oh, you're going to disappoint me. I am, but I have to. Okay. So number two will be... Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, excellent show. They did a great job. Small club venue. We had a great time.
0: The at Hi-Fi moment. in Indianapolis. Yep. Yes, very good show. Yep. Yep, my number one. Number one show is uh, Bon Jovi. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> not now. My number one show is by far. <laughs> Roger Klein, the Peacemakers at Hi-Fi in Indianapolis. couple, maybe at most, couple hundred people in there yeah. with us. Third time we have seen the great, the glorious Roger Klein with the Peacemakers. I felt each and every time it's gotten better and better. They are so good. Each and every time I feel closer. I feel like I'm part of the family. That's why I want to <laughs> get a Peacemakers. Tattoo. There you I go. I want to be a peacemaker. um And I still think we should consider going to see them again at Bells here coming up this spring. I think spring. we may have to. Ta- well, we can bring Mrs. C so she can actually experience it for the first time. Yep. Um So she can she, actually... She's on the fence. She's She wants to think that that's... I know she does. Our thing. And I appreciate that. I, you don't know how much I appreciate that when she... She lets you have the latitude to do the sports frenzy concerts well, with just yeah. you and me, um, and I I do appreciate that. Like when we, you know, a couple months from now, we're going to see the Great Altar Bridge with Mammoth again. Yep. But I w- it'd be kind of cool to see her reaction to it once. Yeah, to see somebody an outsider for the first time, the whole a thing. non a non peacemaker come in. And see what they think.
1: Yeah, the people we were talking to at the concert,
0: we started to feel like like a Jimmy Buffett fan wants to get. Yeah, it had that vibe. And we're talking to these people at this show, and we're comparing notes. We 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 made a two and a
1: half hour drive. They made a six hour
0: drive. Right, and we felt (coughs) like we were finally part of the Roger Klein family. Yeah, you know even though we didn't shell out money to get in the the lottery to play the triangle <laughs> during the King of the Hill rendition. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I just, I thought that was, again, the three times we've seen them every time gets better. Yeah. By far my favorite show of the year.
1: Yeah. No, for me, number one was the ghost vol beat show. Uh, family trip up opening act, suck balls. They were awful, but Volbeat and Ghost more than made up for it with the whole stage presence. Sound was beautiful for Volbeat. It sounded like you were listening to the album. Their sound guy is freaking incredible. And then with Ghost, the whole stage presence with the faceless ghouls and the backdrop and everything... They both put on a hell of a show, and it was a lot of fun, and it was enjoyable there with the boys. Priest wound up at six for me, just outside.
0: Yep, and my sixth was the triple bill of Tom Kiefer, L.A. Guns, Faster Pussycat. That was my sixth. That was close. I was was really close. close with that one, but we saw... Other great shows. But Dave's got his bottom three. I'm going to let him do that. But, of course, we saw Jackal (coughs) this year, which was fantastic, as always. As always. The family reunion. We saw Kansas and Doobie Brothers were both great.
1: Yep. Sammy Hagar and the Circle and
0: George Thoroughgood. And, of course, you mentioned Billy Joel. I thought that show was great, too. Yep. Steel Panther we had in there. I want to hear this though. You will take the floor here because I'm always all about the negativity. The negativity. Dave's got his bottom three. Third
1: worst, and it was more the venue and the inability for them to get the sound right to the cheap seats. The stadium tour: Joan Jett, Poison, Def Leppard, and Motley Crue. Lucas Oil
0: Field. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but you you made me think of something I wanted to discuss with you. And I think on mic, this is a good time to talk about it. Because last year, we loved, in Lucas Oil Stadium, Guns N' Roses and Mammoth WVH. Yep,
1: the sound was good there. We, but were, we were one deck
0: as- One deck down. Wow. Amazing how much the sound the was different. acoustics in the place. Just one deck just down. Just one deck. We down. didn't pay for really
1: expensive seats. We were. They moved us because it wasn't sold out. So just this something one, to think about. So next up, second worst. Rival Sons was fantastic, but Greta Van Fleet, not good. Their sound was awful. It kicked out during their first song. They stretched things out. We talked about their albums being overproduced and manufactured. Their concert was overproduced and manufactured. It was just a big disappointment. So just not an enjoyable part of that show. Number one biggest disappointment, worst show, was Bon Jovi. We've been at the Fieldhouse in Indy before with great sound in the similar seats. The sound was god-awful, not only for the vocals, but the music. People were walking out. It was just not an enjoyable experience at all.
0: And you know I agree with you on Bon Jovi. That was so depressing and so disappointing the way that whole thing turned out. Between, like you said, the sound, the set list. Oh, the set list was brutal, awful, absolutely awful. Um, I agree to a point on Greta Van Fleet. I don't think I, I don't think it was a show where I like Bon Jovi. I say I wish I wouldn't have bought tickets. That's that's the cutoff point when you <laughs> say to yourself, "I wish I'd never gone." That's that, why that's number
1: one. Right
0: after that, the Greta Van Fleet show, even even without Rival Sons, I still wanted to see them just to experience the whole thing, the vibe of the younger, yeah, the the next coming of the great rock and roll band, but it. But I agree with Their you. It was album very did not translate
1: to a concert. It just did not. No, I work. agree
0: with everything you said about the show. But I still, number one, much, still much better in Bon Jovi. Oh, it was. Um, but still but it, was, it was in it was, the it bottom. It was, a disappointing it was show. in the
1: bottom three.
0: Yeah. And I agree with you about the stadium tour, of course. Now, I will say this. I did debate whether or not to exclude Def Leppard because they were the one out of the whole run where the sound was better better. and they put on a great show as they always do. Def Leppard has got to be the most dependable rock band in concert I've ever seen. Yeah. They never put on a bad show. Now, you know what songs you're going to get. Right. I wish they would mix it up a little bit more. Right. But... Now, here's one, though. If I could throw my two cents in. Go for it. I'm not going to rank them like you, but I loved your list. Fantastic. Queensryche. Bad. Queensryche was awful. They were awful. I know it's not Jeff Tate. He's not involved in the band anymore. But now they're acting like they're more of a really hard rock, almost screamo band. Don't even acknowledge the hits from the old days when we saw them open for the priest, they played empire and that was it.
1: Yeah, it was, it was, that was disappointing.
0: Yeah. So that's why I needed to separate the priest from Queens, from Queens, right. And like, I need to separate rival sons from, from Greta Greta because it shouldn't, it's not fair that rival sons should suffer for Greta. There you go. Or the priest should suffer for Queens, right? So, but again, not not too far off. No. And I'm glad you you had fun at the the Ghost and Volbeat show. Yep, it's not your cup of tea. No. Otherwise, we were kind of in line. Yep. For the most part. For the most part, with the big guns. Yep. No, we didn't see Skid Row. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not this he got time the around. Big guns pointed at my heart, and we're not going to see him this year because they want too goddamn much money, fifty dollars. <laughs> For standing room? Yeah, no. For them and Buck Cherry, kiss nope. my ass.
1: Nope, not good. Kiss happen. my
0: ass. Not I actually do it. looked at those again last week just because I was just like, to see. Did oh, they really did put I, that? Yeah. Did I really see that right? And sure enough, son of like a bitch. $49.50. Nope. After fees.
1: We will wait when it doesn't sell out and they come down.
0: That's a possibility. They do that, so we'll see. But I we've seen Buckcherry before, and I didn't. You like them more than I. Do. I do. I don't like them. You don't like them no, as much as no. I do. No, we saw them open with Three Days Grace for Nickelback. Yeah. Now Three Days Grace, I love. Three Days Grace is really damn good. Yeah. But now we've got lawn <laughs> passes, as we discussed in the past. <laughs> We're going to see ZZ and Skinner and Lover Boy and Foreigner and Brett Michaels and Night Ranger, and fucking hey, we're going to rock out this summer. It will be good. And you go see Shania Twain.
1: Yep. There's going to be a few that we'll differ on. Yeah. That's fine. That's what it's all about. It's a beautiful
0: thing, music. Yep. All right. couple songs, new songs. Now, next week, we will be doing <laughs> our top five songs of 2022. But that does not mean we're going to stop reviewing the new stuff. That's right. So this, we start with Quiet
1: Riot's Lost Track. I can't hold on.
0: And the video's heartbreaking. If you've, if you've watched the video, <clears throat> I don't know if I, I... I can't even recommend it because it's so heartbreaking. You see Frankie Benali getting treated for cancer in a hospital and I, I don't know just, if
1: we don't need But the that. song itself
0: this, it's okay
1: it's okay this would have probably been a top 10 80s ballad
0: yeah yeah I, it would have hit top yeah. 10
1: in the charts in the 80s as a ballad
0: yeah but now right up there with cheap tricks the flame yeah which is oh, sad. You that know, you know, I don't like that song though. Don't, and oh, it's sad. God. You're it's, hurting. No, because this song's better. The, the it flame is. sucks. The, the flame, flame su- sucks.
1: Which is sad because that was their only number one hit.
0: I know. I know. And, uh, and I know they they feel like they've got to play it. And I know and it probably kills don't. them. It probably feels like Robin Zander and Rick Nielsen. They get kicked in the ball <laughs> every, every time they've got to play it. And it's a shame because that is not indicative of Cheap Trick. No. Just like this song would not be indicative of Quiet Riot. This song is no. better than The Flame, but to me, I can't give it higher than two. It's a two-frenzy song. It's
1: a two-frenzy. I gave it a week two and a half.
0: Not, It's, it's not terrible. It's not terrible. It's, it's a decent graveyard. little
1: song, but it's not Quiet Riot. Yeah. This is outside of their...
0: Quiet Riot didn't do ballads. No, they didn't, which is why it's a lost track. Right. And now we turn to a band that I kind of am trying to get Dave into because I think he would like them.
1: The new Super or A Super Group. Right.
0: Now they've been around for a little while. This is their third album coming out. First single off that third album is Xanadu. The Winery Dogs, Richie Kotzen, Billy Sheehan, Mike Portnoy, Portnoy drummer for Dream Theater. Billy Sheehan, of course, bass player for Mr. Big and David Lee Roth. Richie Kotzen had a brief stint replacing Brett Michaels in Poison.
1: Yep. He's doing vocals and lead guitar. Right. And the guitar intro on this was freaking
0: phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. I have the first two Winery Dogs albums. I like this band a lot. Not a lot of fanfare, though. They don't get outside of Eddie Trunk. Eddie <clears throat> Trunk loves them. He always interviews him, puts him on his podcast in a serious XM show. Um, He's the reason they got Kotson in there. Xanadu is a really good song. Really it good is. song. It is.
1: This is very solid.
0: Yes. Um, I give it three frenzies.
1: Right on the money where I have it at three. Yeah, it's, it's
0: enjoyable. I want to hear more from them. Yes. Kotson's vocals may be a little weak. Little weak. The vocals. A little on this one. But... Uh, again, I recommend to Dave. He listens to the first two albums um, because they're just as good. And I will be definitely checking out three, the upcoming album, From the Winery Dogs. Yep,
1: that is definitely one we have got to do the full album review.
0: Oh, we will. We will. Because if nothing else, we've got nothing else to review. <laughs> nothing else. Yeah.
1: So there you
0: go. All right. Now, we talked about it <coughs> earlier this week. On our regular sports frenzy podcast, about we don't want to be so negative right. all the time. Because we, we got... always have the dumbass of the week. So we were thinking, and Dave seconded. Here, here. Here, here. Dave did the old Jesse James Dupree. Here, here. So we decided that maybe now we are gonna start trying to do if if we can do it weekly. The Clint Eastwood "Badass of the Week" award in both sports and entertainment for those who have
1: done something special, cool, cool, going the extra mile to be the good person.
0: Right, because we've got to get away from the dumbasses. We've got to get away from the cancel culture, Hollywood, New York, the whole California, everything, all of it. So I have. They've had our first one in sports. I've got one for the world of music and entertainment. Country star Zach Bryan is my nominee for the Clint Eastwood Badass of the Week. Zach Bryan is putting out a new live album. The title of said live album is. All my homies hate Ticketmaster. (laughs) He is also going on to say that for his limited run tour coming up, he is going to find a way to get cheapest possible tickets out to his fans because he understands and he cannot stand the monopoly that is Ticketmaster and Live Nation. Hear, hear! So the inaugural weekend edition. Clint Eastwood Badass of the Week, Zach Bryan. All right. Love it. All right, next week, as I mentioned, we will be doing our top five songs of 2022 and one new single could be the theme song for Dave or I. (laughs) (laughs) Unredeemable. From Nickelback.
1: Yes, we just reviewed their new album get rolling get rolling this is not part of it no
0: this is inspired by the apple tv plus show the holiday show spirited which starred will ferrell and ryan reynolds of course apple does their best to keep their content away from anybody and everybody So we have not watched it. I'm not going to watch it. Nope. Not even though I have every other streaming service other than Apple.
1: And to be honest, even if I had it, I have no desire to see it.
0: Nope. But we will review Unredeemable next week, along with our top five songs, tracks, singles, whatever you want to call them, of 2022. That being said, segment one is over. We will be back with our review, long awaited, of the biggest movie of 2022. Dave and I watched Top Gun Maverick. What did we think? Did we fall in line with everybody else or maybe did did we we... hate it? Hmm. We don't know. Stay tuned. You'll find find out. out in segment two. We'll be right back. In the fortress of solitary justice, two brave men hold the fate of the sports world in their hands with the utterance of a single word, Frenzy! These seemingly ordinary men become the maestro and the conquistador, destined to save the world from stupidity on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Apple, and all noble podcast hosts everywhere. Dave and Kev stand for truth, justice, and the Frenzy way. Happy New
1: Year, everybody out there. I'm the conquistador, Dave Hite. And I'm the maestro, Kevin Crane. And welcome to Segment 2 of Sports Frenzy 2.0, the weekend edition, here dropping New Year's Eve morning as we tape the 28th of December. Getting ready to ring in 2023. Hopefully, things will improve a little bit over the last few years that we've had. It's got to get, <laughs> right? get better, right? It's got to
0: get better, right? It's got to get better. got to get better. And then... It's All right. going to get better
1: on... Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Amazon, Audible, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, and Stitcher! Uh,
0: movie time, kids. All right. The biggest movie of 2022. It is time for the best movie critics out there, namely Dave and I, to review Top Gun Maverick, which just hit on Paramount Plus over the past week. Of course, over $700 million at the domestic box office. You know my disdain for Tom Cruise. I've made no
1: secret of it over the year and plus we've been doing the podcast. I didn't want to like this movie. It was actually
0: not horrendous. <laughs> See, now you you and I have, I don't want to say differing opinions on Tom Cruise because he's not my favorite. But yes, we have our are disparaging views on disparate views on the Reacher movies, the two Reacher movies. I was willing, <laughs> even though we know he's short, he's not even close to being physically what Jack Reacher was. The movies themselves are written. Well, they're done. Well, in my opinion, there you go. I love, 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 love the mission impossible movies. I can't get enough of them. I can't wait for Dead Reckoning He's parts one and two. Fantastic
1: in the Mission Impossible movie. Ethan Hunt. That's his role.
0: That's changed, his changed realm. the whole dynamic of Mission Impossible up while still saying staying faithful to the original Peter Graves, Martin Landau, that whole vibe from the original TV series. Now, otherwise, you and I probably agree that you know people are saying Tom Cruise is the last great movie star because anything he's in is going to make 50 million dollars guaranteed. Okay, that's to me a little bit of a stretch. That's a
1: stretch. Whatever.
0: So, you actually you liked Maverick.
1: I liked it better than I thought I was going to. The basic storyline I didn't have an issue with. Towards the end, it got too Iron Eagle for my liking. <laughs> the unbelievable over-the-top aspect. But overall, the basic story, I enjoyed. It was decent. The whole coming full circle thing.
0: Of course, those of you who don't understand, don't know what he's talking about. It's not a spoiler. Miles and- Teller plays... Rooster, call name Rooster, the, the son s- of Goose. Goose.
1: from the original who died in an unfortunate accident. Maverick got took the blame, even though it really wasn't his fault what happened. And there's a lot going on behind the scenes in the story with how things are between them. So... Not bad. I I did enjoy how they brought in Iceman. Yeah, our 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 favorite Val Kilmer.
0: I thought they did a fantastic job. That was brilliantly done. Bringing Val in, knowing how limited he is in terms of what he can do, how much he can say. Yeah, that that was probably the high point of the movie for me. Like you said, Val Kilmer is one of my favorite favorite actors of all time yeah and they did they gave him a great service a dignity in my they opinion they that they treated him so well they made him look in my opinion probably stronger and better than he feels and is in real life because yeah. of course we just watched the val documentary on amazon yeah and we so and we know
1: we know how how bad a shape he's in
0: And his limited vocal abilities. And they gave him a lot of dignity, a lot of pride, a lot of respect in how they handled Iceman. Yeah. So very,
1: very well done in that regard. The flying sequences were unbelievable. Top notch. -notch. Holy crap.
0: Highlight of the movie along with Val were the the flying sequences. Um, There's a maneuver that the unnamed enemy... (laughs) <laughs> pile of holes, um th- that blows them away, blew me away. That was like, okay,
1: that's the enemy's version of Maverick right there. Yeah. That
0: was an unbelievable move. Yeah. Um, that and- being said... <laughs> That's the great, the great <laughs> maestro line. <laughs> that being said, now we talk
1: where it jumps the, sh- or should we say, um, where it flies the Iron Eagle.
0: Why am I? I I didn't read reviews about the movie. I haven't. I don't know a lot of people that went to go see it. Am I the only one that realizes that the main mission is basically Star Wars: A New Hope?
1: Yeah. I knew that. Yeah, exactly. They're they're flying. The you got to fly in the canyon, and, and drop the bomb, drop right the bomb in a small little hole to
0: get the bomb. It's so. <laughs> it, I'm sorry. It is so blatantly <clears throat> a ripoff from, as the kids call it, a new hope. I call it Star, Star Wars, Wars because to us that's all it was before Chapter Four.
1: Yeah, you had it was Star Wars. It was Empire Strikes Back, and it was Return of the Jedi. Boom. This is a full Star Wars ripoff.
0: That's not my only problem with it. Uh, As much as I love Jennifer Connelly, it's kind of like a little bit of a forced romance there, and it's awkward, and it's it's weird. It's very weird and awkward. And then, of course, you've got to have the the PC crew. What the
1: hell was the whole damn sailing scene supposed to be about, by the way?
0: No idea. No idea. No idea. That was just (laughs) bonding. I guess that was bonding between the two of them. And, you know, of course, you've got to have a female fighter pilot make the cut at the end because otherwise, you know, people are going to get mad and upset and angry and and yell and scream and but beyond that, the whole the whole thing with Rooster and Maverick and the the reconciliation felt forced as well to me. It did. Um, I got to admit this is not I'm I I'm, I'm mixed I'm torn on this because One part of me wants to cheer and be happy that a movie like this did so well and crushes and destroys all of the Hollywood pretentious crap that's out there that we hate. Yeah,
1: But again, at the same time, it's a rehash of Star Wars and it's a rehash of Iron Eagle.
0: Agreed. Agreed completely. Um, And as, as valiant an effort as Tom Cruise puts in, and everybody in the movie tries to do their best. John Hamm plays the dick, the <laughs> dick, you know, head of the, the, the unit, the yeah. Top Gun unit, as best as he can, trying to squash. But everybody else is, <laughs> oh, Maverick, we really want you to do well. We really want you to win, Maverick. Yeah. It seems like while we're, we're supposed to be dealing with a life and death situation, oh, a worldwide crisis with, an, again, an unnamed enemy. an unna- It's always an unnamed enemy, isn't it? Very carefully written as an unnamed enemy. Note that. Because we don't want to piss off North Korea or Russia or anybody like or that. Or Iran or Iraq. So it's just the unnamed <laughs> enemy. I, I'm sorry. I didn't get it. It's not a bad movie, like, like you said, you hit on all the good points, the Val Kilmer tribute as I look at it, the aerial sequences are fantastic, but to me, the human element, the acting, the script, or subpar, I can only give it two frenzies. I went two and a half. I was edging towards two and a half, but it's I, it's right in that realm. The more I thought about it, I couldn't give it two and a half just because two and a half is to me a that extra a half bare was, minimum the extra, recommendation. The and extra I can't half was it.
1: the aerial stuff.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too, but I can't recommend the movie because I don't think in the end it's a good movie. It's an okay movie. It's an okay movie. And I don't understand why everybody's going nutsy cuckoo crazy over it again because i said i'm torn because because
1: it's a nostalgia thing and
0: it's a feel-good rah-rah military you and i have talked about this in the past in the 80s when we grew up it wasn't top gun was not the movie that you and i went wow this is one of the i don't own top gun and look Dave can look around at my movie library right now and the thousands you, of movies I own. Do you know I do Top Gun. Do you know how
1: many times I watched Top Gun? Twice. I think I've only watched
0: it once. I would say Risky Business out of his movies in the 80s was more important to me than Top Gun.
1: Even All the Right yeah. Moves was better. And that wasn't all that good.
0: But in the end, 80s movies, you're talking Bachelor Party, Caddyshack. You want to go action movies, you're going Steven Seagal. You're going oh, Predator.
1: Schwarzenegger, you're going right. Stallone. Uh, I'm sorry, Russell Top Gun, and...
0: I know it's important <clears throat> in the legacy of great movies, popular movies.
1: Popular movies, not great movies. And the
0: soundtrack wasn't even
1: all that great.
0: I just never got the appeal of Top Gun. Again, like I said, I'm a Mission Impossible guy. There you go. The Top Gun movies have not impressed me. Not the original, not the new one. So, very tepid reviews here on Sports Frenzy. Like I said, I kind of
1: wanted to hate it, but I couldn't hate it. Well, no, I didn't go in wanting to hate it. I just... Because of all the, the hoopla hype and... and hype, I didn't want to like it. Well, I yeah, liked now, it so you, better than that's I That's a problem thought. you and
0: I both have. And we have, we talked about Avatar. You and I boycott Avatar. A lot of it because of the hoopla and hype. And it
1: just doesn't look good.
0: Right. Going back to the day, Titanic. Ugh. You know. And even if you look at when Star Wars rebooted with the force awakens that was basically a a loose remake of what we think is star wars right chapter four a new hope and then again top gun brings it back full circle maverick is basically luke skywalker trying to destroy the death star there you go summed up beautifully All right. Now, technically, this is a movie. It's a documentary. It's only available on streaming. So maybe I'm shifting from TV streaming to movies a little bit more than I should. But time constraints say we're better off doing it here. Agreed. Yes. It's a wrestling documentary. Woo! Becoming Ric Flair. Dave got the first part, I got the second part.
1: <laughs> this Just, one I'm in this one I'm actually going to wind up watching.
0: Now I told Dave, I recommended it to him tonight as we started prepping for the podcast because I think with him not knowing the background of Ric Flair, this will be and for all of you out there as well, if you don't know. Rick Flair outside of just the basic wrestling persona this will be unbelievably fascinating for you now I had already watched a previous documentary I believe on A&E about Rick Flair so a lot of the stuff in this for me personally did not come as a surprise I knew it so that kind of lessened the effect the impact Now, there are still a couple things in here that took me by surprise. And a lot of it has to do with Ric Flair's attitude. Now, the the documentary I saw, I think, was three or four years ago. So his attitudes may have changed a little bit. Um, I don't want to spoil things for anybody. But, of course, he has had multiple... Near death, yeah. brushes. Of course, the rise and fall, the rise and fall between, uh, you know, the NWO and WCW and WWE, WWF, all the different wrestling leagues he's gone through. Um, but the thing is, he is considered by many the greatest wrestler of all time. More so because of his promos and his mic skills than his wrestling skills you know there are rap songs that feature him he's a paragon of self-promotion he has got some of the greatest lines though ever you don't need to go to disney to ride space mountain space mountains right here (laughs) yelling at the crowd my shoes cost more
2: than you make an ear
0: Limousine riding, jet flying. (laughs) He was the man when it came. You did want to be Ric Flair because he is so cool and so awesome, even with the peroxide blonde hair. (laughs) Again, I'm not going to talk in detail about the documentary because I want Dave and I want you guys to go see it. it. Again, if you don't know the background of Ric Flair, his family relationship, of course, his daughter, now Charlotte, is a very successful female champion yep. in the WWE. It's a fascinating story. See, I'm intrigued because
1: he's telling it.
0: Yes. Yes, he is. He is telling it. They brought in an ESPN <clears throat> um, reporter to interview him, so you get all the emotions, you get everything, you get the arrogance, you get the the sadness, the depression, the jubilation. <clears throat> so at some points, he's watching his old highlights on a big screen. And you get to see him and how he reacts yeah. to the the moments in yeah. his career, in his life. Um, <clears throat> now, again, take, in, take this in mind. I am reviewing this as somebody <clears throat> who's already seen a biography. So I'm giving it two and a half frenzies just because a lot of the stuff was repetitive for me. For me. But again, for those of you who have not delved into his career, his life, seen a biography or read a biography of him before, this will be ultimately completely fascinating because this is going to be more more intriguing than anything you get out of Hulk Hogan or Randy Savage, any of those guys. Ric Flair has got the most intriguing, for better or for worse, life of a professional wrestler you could imagine. So two and a half <clears throat> personally, I give it the barest of recommendations, but again, qualifying it one last time, if you have not seen anything previously, it's going to bump up. It's going to be a higher, higher rating for you. Because again, for me, a lot of it was repetitive. All right. There you go. All
1: right. I think we're moving on to books. Well. I had a little bit of movie news Okay, that came out late last week that two Anna de Armas fans have sued Universal Studios over the film yesterday because they rented it based on the trailer that showed her in the trailer. All her scenes were cut. And so now a judge has actually ruled that the ruling was, At its core, a trailer is an advertisement designed to sell a movie by providing consumers with a preview of the movie. Now it's limited to the representations of whether a scene or actor is in the movie. So the case is allowed to go on and rulings and judgment will be coming. So Hollywood will no longer be able to play a fast one with your emotions
0: in yeah, trailers. Now, this one was an interesting case, and I think we briefly mentioned this a while back when the, the rumor of the potential <clears throat> case first popped. Right. It's taken place, and the
1: judges ruled it can go forward.
0: Right. And the thing is... <clears throat> This is stretching it farther. This is not a scene that they're showing in the previews that doesn't make the movie. It's an entire actress. Yes. Person who they are implying is in the movie who's not. Yeah. So
1: to these guys, the only reason they rented it was because she was in it and all of her scenes were cut. So she's going to be in the previews. She's got to be in the movie, right?
0: It's false advertising.
1: Yeah. So at its core. they lost money on the bait and switch. That's what it comes down
0: to. Right. And even if it's just the the price of a rental, I'm, I'm happy that somebody's standing up and saying, you can't do this. You can't show this person <clears throat> implying that that person is in the movie and then they're not in it. Yep. Doesn't work. Somebody if, has got to hold Hollywood accountable. If you're
1: going to cut the scene, don't show them in the movie end of story.
0: So kudos to
1: these guys. All right. Book review time. Late last week, I finished reading David Baldacci's latest installment in his Memory Man series, Long Shadows. This one finds our Hero dealing with a double murder. So, of course. How many books are in the series? It's like five now. And so we've got a new partner teamed up here. And he's got to find his way. Because after a football injury knocked him senseless, almost killed him jostled his mind around. Now he's got perfect memory. He sees emotions and things in different colors. So when he arrives on a murder scene, it's all electric blue. And he's not the most, he's very socially awkward. And so he's got to deal with a new partner. They're sent down to investigate the murder of a federal judge and her bodyguard. Bodyguard was shot the judge, she was brutally stabbed. What the hell happened in two different ways of the murder? And so there's a huge mystery involved, the conspiracy trying to figure out what happened while they're being at the same time set up to fail by the FBI since he's only a consultant and does not play by the rules. So... Not a bad little ride. I thought it was going to go one way, and it had a nice little twist at one part. So, very interesting in that regard. So, I will give it three for Long
0: Shadows. And so, baldacci has got how many series going on? He's got the one that I've dabbled in. The Archer. The Archer series. He's got the
1: Memory Man we have not had a Will Robbie, his uh, assassin, in quite some time. Um, yeah, those are just now. How many books? How many books were in that series? The Robbie, yeah, like four or five. Still, it's a series. Still, it's a yeah. series, and we haven't had one in like five or six years. Right. So we're, I'm waiting on that one. But yeah, when he does the, the more. Action-oriented stuff, very good. I haven't read any of his what I would call chick lit. He's done a few of, but for the most part, I will read Baldacci chick lit. Listen to you!
0: You're such a it's terrible. What man. it is? Haven't you ever heard of hashtag Me Too? Maybe. <laughs>
1: So check out Long Shadows. Check out
0: the Memory Man series. They're worth the read. All right. Since we're talking about books, comic books kind of counts. Yes. Yes, they do. Reading is reading. One of the few times on the the podcast where I will acknowledge birthdays, outside, of course, ours, because those are days that should be national holidays, Paid time off. Conquistador Day and Maestro Day should be paid time off. Everybody should get a free six-pack of beer in their garage. But, of course, Eddie Van Halen's birthday, David Lee Ross, Sammy Hagar's, of course. But today, as we tape, the 28th of December, 2022, very special birthday. This would have been... Today, the 100th birthday of the great, glorious Stanley. Ah. Man who shaped my life in many ways with his unbelievable creations. Of course, the X-Men, the Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, the Hulk. Uh, Basically, the Marvel Universe. Uh, I don't want to go there because, of course, that'll piss somebody off. Somebody's like, no, I came up with. Ghost Rider, or I came up with this, or I came Stan up
1: Stan Lee is the founder of Marvel
0: Universe. So suck it, people. And he was in Mall Rats. So <laughs> damn straight. <laughs> that in and of itself gets him a place in the sports frenzy Hall of Fame. But for this being his hundredth birthday, it needed to be said, it needed to be acknowledged so excelsior stanley up there in heaven as you write comic books turning god into some kind of a superhero (laughs) with a cool ass suit probably a codpiece (laughs) dealing with teenage angst (laughs) as he tries to awkwardly figure out how to approach mary magdalene or whoever god help the great stanley has to get acknowledgement and tribute here on Sports Frenzy. Absolutely. Then finally, off the beaten path, to wrap up segment two, pop culture, kind of a general thing. The end of humanity as we know it is coming. The first automated McDonald's has opened in Fort Worth, Texas. We knew it was coming. (laughs) All of you... People wanting $15 an hour to stare at your fingernails and barely acknowledge the customer at the counter and put
1: the orders in
0: wrong. This is what you get. If you had done your jobs better, I guarantee this never would have happened.
1: And let's face it, working in a fast food restaurant is for high school students and college students trying to get into the working world and make a few bucks. It is not a long-term career to raise a family on.
0: Right. And I had great great times at McDonald's. When I was working there through my high school years and a little bit in my college years, great times. I met some great people, had great times. But again, as Dave said, not a career choice should not be a career choice. Unless you're going to stone. be a
1: manager.
0: Should be a stepping stone to, to bigger greater and things. better things. So you can make money to pay your tuition off. So you can become a podcaster like Dave and I. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for segment two. Segment three coming up. Lots of TV and streaming to talk about. I have got tons of reviews for you. We've got to talk about the latest episode of Doom Patrol. We've got dumbasses galore this week. So stay tuned. Dave and I will be back for one final segment coming up in just a few seconds. Hello. This is Will Smith. You might know me as the original Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You might also know me from Bad Boys 1, Bad Boys 2, and Bad Boys for Life. And now You must also know me as an Academy Award-winning actor for King Richard. Also, by now, you know there are two things I do not like people talking about in my presence. Namely, my open marriage and my wife's lack of hair. Well, now, there is a third thing you do not talk about in front of Will Smith. You do not talk about Sports Frenzy 2.0 my boys Kevin Dave will hit slap the sports world in Hollywood each and every week on Sports Frenzy 2.0 and the Weekend Edition on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, and Stitcher. Just remember, keep Sports Frenzy's name out your damn mouth. All right, everybody, welcome back. Third and final segment, weekend edition Sports Frenzy 2.0 here on New Year's Eve 2022. Get ready to spank that baby or whatever else you want to spank. <laughs> but I do. Just... Hopefully you do it. As Graham Nash said, I believe it was Graham Nash. Love the one you're with. <laughs> I'm the maestro, Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador, Dave Height streaming and TV. Of course. Every week we have to talk about Season 4 of Doom Patrol. Which is currently airing on HBO Max. Episode 4. As we're taping here on December the 28th. Episode 5 will hit tomorrow night. Episode 4 brings yet another new member to the Doom Patrol. Space Case. Space Case. Space <laughs> Case. Wow. Very interesting story behind Space Case. Basically, a comic book character come to life. Yep, Niall's daughter
1: creates her in a moment of need to help rectify the situation, to save Danny Street and everybody therein.
0: But, of course, we're still dealing with the impending arrival of Immortus. Which I'm sure will happen right at the end of episode six when they take their break. And it's they better it, damn well start Titans back up again. Right after that, I was right just going to say,
1: would it be too much to ask to have Titans pick up and then go back to back to back?
0: But they won't. They'll they probably won't. make They'll us wait until March out. or April before they bring either one of them back. When everybody else will forget you, what the hell's this going is on, the death knell for any series, is when you do this. It didn't work. People get bored, especially in this day and age of ADD. Yeah. I mean, it
1: did not work for The Walking Dead. How many people dropped out?
0: I'm telling you, they're doing this with Doom Patrol, Titans. I brought this up in the past. Now they're pulling this with Yellowstone. This is not what you do.
1: No, people do not want to Resident wait Evil, months they it and with. months months to finish stuff off they damn near lost me on Resident Alien when they pulled that crap
0: so we'll see we got two more episodes to go in the first part (coughs) of Doom Patrol season 4 now of course I'm still watching (laughs) Tulsa King now we're through episode 7 season 1 I don't like to Give recommend much away. stuff to Dave because I don't want to, to be that overbearing friend even though I've Become recommended that overbearing animal, friend. animal Kingdom <laughs> and he ended up loving he paraded it. He berated me for years and, and years and hell years. on wheels, he ended up loving it. But, you know, I, I don't know anything it. about recommending good I stuff. I will
1: get to it when I get to it.
0: But like I said, I believe last week, Stallone, I will be looking at him as best actor overall of the year. He is doing unbelievable work with Tulsa King. As the the mob enforcer forced to go to Tulsa from New York after being in jail for over two decades keeping his mouth shut, yet still being treated like crap as he gets out. Very interesting developments here. You know, of course, even though he's in his 70s, just like Ric Flair, (laughs) Stallone still got it. Still rocking the ladies, still playing Space Mountain to, to, to women in law enforcement, to women... In clubs to women running horse ranches, there you go. Stallone don't need Good that for him. Stallone don't need that little blue pill, <laughs> or maybe that's what keeps him going. <laughs> All right, I have two series that I finished up to give quick reviews <laughs> on. I've mentioned here recently. Finished up finally, Heels season one from Stars, um, season Steve two Ramel. coming. In 2023, a um, great series about wrestling, localized wrestling. Um, Southern Georgia Wrestling League facing competition from a northern Florida <clears throat> wrestling league. The family drama behind the scenes. Former stars wanting to jump in and reclaim their old glory. New stars wanting that bump <clears throat> that they're not getting, so they're defecting, they're leaving, they're betraying the leader, Stephen Amell. Of course, he's got issues with his brother, who is supposedly the next big star. So overall, the show, eight episodes, was great for season one. I will say this, though, and I'll give it three frenzies, would have been higher except for the last episode.
1: Isn't it always?
0: And... Again, this has been out since late 2021, so I'm not spoiling things. But I will say this much. When you have to resort for your cliffhanger, for your season-ending cliffhanger, one of the key moments to set up season two involves somebody shitting their pants. Oh, come on! Who gave Francis McDormand a cameo? Yeah, there's no bucket. There's no bucket around. It's just... I don't want to say it's lazy writing, but it's uncreative. It's not... It's a crap out. It is. It is. Unfortunately, that's the way to look at it. (laughs) That's what it is. It's... For all the good stuff they put in that series through seven episodes... To end up having part of the twist at the end ha- revolving around somebody literally shitting themselves is disappointing. Disappointing. Lazy writing. There you Again, go. Lazy writing. So, But still, it doesn't take away <laughs> completely from what they did earlier. So three frenzies for Heels season one. And then finally, I finished up the documentary series on Showtime I mentioned with Morgan Spurlock, Seven Deadly Sins. Fascinating. Fascinating series. Um, I'm only going to give it three frenzies because some of the stuff is so disturbing and depressing that it really makes you want to go out in the back garage and hang yourself sometimes. Because people, people are so bad and so vile. And so self-absorbed, but again, that's what this documentary what series about. is showing is the embodiment in current society of the seven deadly sins. but you've got you've got stuff about women who basically whore themselves out, find ways around being nailed for prostitution because they don't ask for money. They're asking for, well, pay my rent, pay for my cell phone pay for this pay for that so it's not prostitution things like that just that's enough we've talked about in the past some of the earlier episodes when i i initially talked about the show i talked to dave about the bullets in wrath in the episode about wrath these expanding bullets that are meant to just completely and totally obliterate the target Is it good? Is it bad? Depending on how it's used, who gets a hold of it? Yeah. Yeah. It's a fascinating, fascinating documentary series. It's only about 30 minutes every episode, so it doesn't take that long to get through. 2014, so it's eight years old, but three frenzies, like I said. If it wasn't for the downer factor that most of these segments involve that just make you feel miserable about the people that you pass on the streets every day and how weird and disgusting and awful they could be. You know, I always joke with the
1: line, you know, people pay extra for that, which is a sad commentary
0: on society. And this is what people
1: pay extra for.
0: Right. Right. So in that sense, if you're grounded enough, if you can handle seeing the base level, the bottom level that society can sink to, again, revolving around The Seven Deadly Sins, fascinating show, but it will depress you. If you're on antidepressants or have
1: suicidal thoughts, do not watch this
0: show. Yeah, yeah because you will not come out of this feeling better <laughs> about humanity at all. But again, Very interesting, very well done, very creative in terms of the things that they they bring up. Uh, Even weight loss is one of the things they brought up in one of the later episodes. People getting mesh squares stitched onto their tongues because it makes it uncomfortable to swallow. That was the only way these people could figure out a way to not eat and lose weight because they were not disciplined enough to (laughs) exercise, to not eat, portion control. They couldn't do it. So there is a surgical procedure where they had to have a piece of mesh stitched onto the back of their tongue to make it uncomfortable, painful to swallow. So basically they're living on a liquid diet. Wow. Another example of this show. That's the kind of stuff that's involved here. Jesus. Like Dave said, if you're on antidepressants, if you're seeing a therapist about how much life sucks, don't watch this. (laughs) If you're a little bit more grounded like Dave and I are, you can handle it. But again, three frenzies for seven deadly sins. That being said, we need to move on to better stuff, which would be the premiere of the trailer. For that 90s show coming in three weeks on Netflix. Don't feed him, Kitty. That's how the whole thing started the last time.
1: (laughs) God, I love Red Foreman.
0: We do. We named not only a segment here on the weekend edition, but on the regular Sports Frenzy edition. He's been around our show for 30 years. Red Foreman (laughs) is the awesome judge Of everything that is stupid in the world. Yep.
1: Come on, we just got rid of all the dumbasses.
0: (laughs) Oh, his lines are epic. Yes, the trailer now is out. Of course, you get to see all of the old characters coming back. Minus one. Yeah. Trial pending.
1: (laughs) Yes. Hyde does not look like he's going to be... On the show anytime
0: soon. But we see Fez, we see Donna and Jackie, Eric, Kelso, and of course, Kelso's kid. (laughs) I can see, you can see where this is going a mile away. God, Kelso's kid is going to hook up with Donna and Eric's girl. Yeah, you know it's going to happen. Cats and dogs colliding, <laughs> mating together. I can't. Wait Mass token. What is Red gonna say about that? That is gonna be the whole first season. Is those two hooking up and trying to keep it away from Grandpa? And yes, they're back in the basement with the circle. Yep, yep. Some new kids, of course. As the whole premise of the show is. Donna and Eric's daughter comes back to Point Place to stay with the grandparents, Red and Kitty, for the summer and meets up with a whole new group of friends, including (laughs) the young Kelso. (laughs) Help us. So we will see. (laughs) The only thing that worried me about the trailer was that I don't, And it's just a trailer, so you don't know. You don't. You don't get the full character development, right? I don't see the charisma in these kids that I did in the the originals.
1: (sighs) Yeah, we'll we'll have to see. It 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 took them a couple of episodes to find their groove too.
0: Right, right. That's why I'm saying it's just a trailer. I don't know. Yep, I'm not going to judge based on that.
1: it, It it took a couple episodes. For them to find their way, it'll yep. take these kids the same.
0: Yep. But I cannot wait. Cannot so wait for am So looking this.
1: forward to it.
0: And We, of course, will review each and every episode here on Sports Frenzy 2.0. Time for moments of silence.
1: It is. We have one, or I have one for us this week. Joseph Joe Mercer Marley, the grandson of legendary reggae musician Bob Marley, has passed away very, very young. Found unresponsive in his car. It's suspected he died of a severe asthma attack in Kingston. Not good.
0: No thoughts so, and prayers to. Yeah, was all the 31
1: 31 years old
0: and it seems like i hate to say it but that kind of stuff follows his family around unfortunately yeah all right as we always do we just talked about him you know him you love him he is the arbiter <coughs> of dumbasses everywhere He is Red Foreman, and on Sports Frenzy 2.0, each and every week, we give you the Red Foreman Dumbasses of the Week. We have got three for you here in the world of entertainment. Let's start off with The Bail Project. The Bail Project is a group centered around prison reform with multiple celebrities tie, tied in, not only promoting it, but financing it. Financing. John giving... Legend, Danny Glover, Richard Branson at the forefront.
1: Yep. Going out of wherever, whatever states, they do not have a license to be bail bonds people.
0: No, they pay cash bonds. They pay
1: cash bonds to people who can't afford it. They don't bother to look into what's going on, what the histories are. They just say, oh, well, this person needs bail to get out. We'll just give them the money.
0: So the bail project had to close their Las Vegas branch after, even though they say it's not connected. Oh, it's a restructuring of the project. They paid a $3,000 cash bond to get somebody out of jail who went out and later shot a waiter 11 times. Committing
1: a robbery, which he was out on bail for committing a violent robbery. Habitual offender. Luckily, the waiter
0: survived and now he is suing rightfully. The Bail Project. The Bail Project. Along with the
1: perpetrator.
0: But that's not why they closed the Vegas branch. Not because of the lawsuit. No. 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 Of course not. No. Hollywood, once again, you idiots out there, all you rich celebrities. You don't have a freaking clue what's going on in the real world. You are dumbasses. Why don't we stay with that theme? Let's. It's not enough. Dave, let me ask you this. If you said something, now we don't because we're brilliant. Everything we say on Sports Frenzy, we always say we are not apologizing because we think this stuff out. We say what we mean. And if you don't like it, kiss our ass. That's it. End of story. Right. But of course, we don't say stupid things. But a celebrity. Who says something stupid once? They are forgiven in Hollywood, right? Hollywood turns the other cheek, says, okay, okay. You said something stupid. Just don't say it again. Don't say it again. Don't go down that road again. Just walk away. Just go back to your show or whatever you're doing. Don't. Isn't it amazing how stupid. These people are doubling down on the idiocy. And then claiming they weren't doubling down. Whoopi Goldberg. Can't keep her stupid mouth shut. Comes out yet again after initially erroneously saying the Holocaust was not about race getting suspended for a couple weeks from her show, now comes out recently and comes back and says it again. Says it wasn't about race. The Holocaust wasn't about race. People call for her
1: firing. And she's trying to say, I was answering a question on what happened, and I was just saying what was said.
0: Now, finally, finally, this is like Kyrie Irving. Right. Kyrie Irving and his whole thing with the the Amazon, you know, Jew-hating movie link. Yeah. Finally, Whoopi comes out and says, I will admit now that the Holocaust was about race. Because she realized she was going to be ostracized from Hollywood if she didn't. Here's the one thing that we've never really talked about. What is her name? I have no freaking clue. No. What's her stage name, though? Not a real name. Whoopi. What's her last name? Goldberg. Hmm. Isn't it amazing how she took as a stage name a Jewish last last name, yet is so ignorant and stupid and disparaging towards the Jewish population? The Jewish race. Amazing to me. Now, Dave and I are not Jewish, so we just, we find this offensive and this is as bad as racism.
1: It is. This Anti-Semitism is, as as,
0: is racism. Come on. It, it, I don't care about the Black Lives Matter stuff. This is as bad as that. And the fact that she gets away with it yet again pisses me off beyond all belief. Pisses me off beyond all belief that Whoopi Goldberg, with her fake Jewish name, is so ignorant about the Holocaust. Yep, it's absolutely, utterly amazing. I think we need to zip tie her and Kyrie Irving together in the cargo bay of the plane of doom.
1: (laughs) I think that is a brilliant idea.
0: Maybe we'll let Maverick fly the plane. Instead of Make pulling up, run. instead of pulling up, yeah, he instead ejects. of pulling up, though, yeah, he ejects, <laughs> yeah, he'll eject and let the plane just smash into the the mountainside. There we go. All right, final one, ending on a little bit of a lighter note, even though it still, of course, involves a dumbass. A little bit of leftover Christmas cheer for everybody. <laughs> Shepherdsville, Kentucky. This is how we punish people who are creative and brilliant. The police in Shepherdsville, Kentucky were called because of a complaint of a man exposing himself in a front yard in a suburban neighborhood of Shepherdsville. Police arrive on the scene to find out That it's a mannequin (laughs) in an elaborate homage to Cousin Eddie from (laughs) Christmas Vacation. A man in his bathrobe. Holding the the sewer, (laughs) you know, the the RV sewage line. (laughs) shitters full. But the police are called. Because, because of he this. Was now, a mannequin I, I do, in a I short. Do have to, I do have to say, I wonder if it wasn't somebody calling to get publicity for this. You got to wonder, don't you? You don't. I mean, it, it's obvious. You stare at the thing for five minutes. It's and not it's moving. It's not moving. Duh. Come on. So I wonder if somebody didn't just do this to get the publicity. But the homeowner is very cool. I like. Now the they don't drink, so they got the Budweiser can <laughs> the mannequin is holding from their neighbors, and the neighbors say, "No, no, this is all on the up and up." They love that movie. Next year, they're going to do Clark Griswold falling off the roof.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this is a qualified dumbass. Yep. If somebody did actually call the police then, on this then they the would dumbass. be a full
1: on dumbass
0: but otherwise brilliant brilliant move yep hey this year we added the uh
1: <coughs> the station wagon the inflatable for our front yard the station wagon with the tree and next year we're going to think about adding the tenement on wheels <laughs> for our christmas
0: decorations What says Christmas better than extravagant creative decorations? Exactly. He's a conquistador, de fight. He's a maestro, Kevin Crane. We hope you had a great Christmas. We hope you have a safe New Year's. If you don't want to go out for amateur night, please stay at home, enjoy yourself. You know, and when I say that, I mean by any means necessary. Have your own little Christmas vacation.
1: And hey, over the last year, we've given you enough recommendations to keep you
0: occupied. Yeah, definitely. You've got enough movies, enough music, enough TV and streaming shows to check out. Next week, we will review Black Adam. Again, in terms of music, we will review our top five songs of the year along with New Nickelback. Yep. We'll give you our review of episode five of season four of Doom Patrol. Dave will probably have 14 books read by next week. Now I'll have one
1: more for you.
0: Jesus. Jesus! I get eight to ten books done a year. And you literally get that much done before you go to bed at night. Every day. Not quite. I I think I'll be ready to review... The new Jack Reacher, no plan B, in about two weeks.
1: Okay. Trying to think, how many months ago did it come? Oh, shut up, Dave!
0: (laughs) For Dave. He's Kev. Let's just wrap this whole damn thing up. (laughs) The last sports frenzy of 2022. Let's hope 2023 is better. It's got to be. We will be there for you with our regular Thursday sports show and, of course, every Saturday morning here with the Weekend Edition. Take care, kids. We love you. Happy New Year.